What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of Clippers Weekly. I actually don't know when this is going up. It may be Saturday morning, maybe Friday night, but it's been an interesting, really interesting couple of days in Clipper world. Before I get into like the trade deadline stuff, you know, shout out to the Clippers. They've won now four games in a row. They won two games. <clears throat> they won two games in San Antonio. Big deal. Honestly, really big deal. They're finally, it seems like they're turning a corner here where they can hopefully play consistently, win games. You know, two games in San Antonio, one of them without four starters is a big deal, okay? Or four players, you know, that's a huge deal. Four starters. So, especially back-to-back, the game versus the Hawks where they came back, another just huge game. So, shout out to them because I feel like they've been playing a lot better. I think defensively it's been really good, especially the second game in San Antonio. Like, you're down four starters, and then you you still... I always say if you allow under 100 points, it's a, it's a win. And they did that last night in San Antonio. And uh, with four starters out and Kawhi, who's, you know, a defensive, like, juggernaut, that's a big deal. So, I think... Hopefully, they're finally starting to get a groove back with the defense. Offense looks pretty good. And um, what was I going to say? Doc Rivers is coming. to. I mean, he's in town. He's making his return. Man, I wish that there could be fans there at that game. I wish so badly I could be there and, and heckle Doc. And, like, here, I would love to hear the crowd reaction. I'm, I'm guessing it'd probably be a mix of cheers and boos. That's what I assume. Um, I probably would cheer at first, you know, just maybe at first because I do think he he helped our franchise out a lot, but in the end he was a failure. Um, I think he made us relevant and he helped us, you know, as a franchise, but he couldn't get a championship done. So sort of a failure for Doc, but again, he made us relevant. So I feel like I'd cheer and then boo. Uh, you know, they, they hit him with that good tribute video and people would be cheering, but I feel like you know, other than that, I'd probably boo. But man, I would love to be there with fans. I think that would be so exciting. And um, man, so trade deadline. That was a big thing going on yesterday. A lot of it was pretty quiet, in my opinion. I feel like, you know, none of the big names that people were waiting for got traded. Like Lonzo stayed, Kyle Lowry stayed. Um, I guess Oladipo was a pretty big one and he went to the heat, but again, like pretty quiet. It was definitely hyped up Aaron Gordon. I guess the magic just, you know, they traded everybody away full tank mode now, but you know, there wasn't those big names. I feel like everybody was waiting for Kyle Lowry to be traded and then nothing happened. Uh, and he's staying in Toronto for the remainder of the season. So I feel like that was really hyped up and then nothing happened. Same with, uh, Lonzo, like the Bulls, the Clippers, I mean, everybody wanted him. He he was being fought over, which is really funny because if someone told me that a year ago that like five, six teams are fighting over Lonzo Ball, I probably, I would have laughed, honestly, because that's just, that's, again, if you told me that last year, I would have laughed because that's just pure comedy. But now, like, he's being fought over. I want to see if he can end this 
you know, end the season here shooting consistently because he's been shooting good now for about a month and a half. So I want to see if he can continue to shoot consistently for the remainder of the season now that, you know, he's staying with he's staying with the Pelicans. I just want to see what he can do at a consistent rate for the remainder of the season. Maybe they can make a playoff push. Not too sure. But yeah, so the Clippers made a move. A move that started almost a civil war, I think, on Twitter. It was it was crazy. I mean, I think it was coming when I heard Ty Lu talk in that press conference the first game on uh in San Antonio. He was like, It's been an honor and a pleasure to coach Lou. He he hit fifteen K points that day and uh it kind of seemed like a perfect storybook ending for Sweet Lou. You know, fifteen K went out with a bang hashtag thank you Lou and um I think it was just a it was a perfect ending for him and I I saw Twitter just go up in a in a in a frenzy it was like a storm civil war type thing where people there was grown men on Twitter crying about Lou Will getting traded and I don't get me wrong like I like Lou Will he made us relevant when people didn't want to watch the Clippers like he made the Clippers entertaining when they you know no one wanted to watch them back in like 2017 2018 2019 what you know is him and Trez off the bench but that goal of that team was not to win a championship okay they had no expectation and that's what made them fun, right? They were winning games and, you know, took the Warriors to six games. And it was fun because no one was expecting it. That team had a completely different goal. So Lou Williams' role on that team was much different than his role now. And I think that he still wanted that role that he had back in 2019. And, you know, there's just not a place for that. This team is, this team's goal is a championship. And I... I don't think he was the guy right now to help them win a championship. If it's like championship or bust this this year, that's what it feels like, honestly, because no one knows what Kawhi's going to do. I think he's going to re-sign, but at the end of the day, no one knows. If we don't get past the second round, like I have no reason to believe that he would re-sign. So I don't know. It feels like championship or bust, and they weren't going to get – championship with Lou Williams on the team okay I just think he's a he was a great Clippers guy you know maybe the best six man of all time helped the Clippers become relevant in their dark dark days but I just don't think he had a role on this team anymore and he was taking possessions away from guys that the Clippers brought in like Luke Kennard he was taking possessions away from guys like Luke Kennard Terrence Mann guys that have been you know Luke's been better he had that good game versus the Hawks but he doesn't play much but he would take possessions away from like Terrence Mann and he would just ball hog and you know, he had good moments this year, but I think it was the consistency that really bugged me the most. He would, you know, drop 16 points a game, and then the next game in a big game where we needed him off the bench, he would drop like four points. Consistency, again, I think was a big problem with Lou. I just don't think he had a, a fit on this team. You know, six man, I don't know. I really, like with Terrence Mann, just like 
thriving and playing so well, I think Lou Williams' role on this team kind of diminished. And so they they hurt us. You know, everyone was saying, you know, we need a true point guard. Okay, we need someone that facilitates true point guard. And I don't think there's, you know, a, a better true point guard than Rondo. And the thing about Rondo, okay, so there was the grown men crying on Twitter about getting – Rondo and the thing about it is I think Rondo is very I'm going to play if I want to play you know if he doesn't want if he's not you know vibing with the team and he's not feeling it he'll just completely check out for the entire year and he was doing that with the Hawks you know he just wasn't feeling it injured you know just just wasn't there you know coming off that championship team it's rough, you know, and he just wasn't feeling it. So I think with him, it's very personal. We're like, he's not feeling it too bad. Okay. And like, that's it. And you won't, and you won't get that same effort. But I think with his championship experience and his, he's a true point guard, you know, something that we were all begging about with Patrick Beverly's injuries, you know, with just the inability of playmaking down the stretch. I don't think there's a better guy really to do that I mean especially in the playoffs okay like regular season I feel like I don't I don't really know what to expect out of Rondo in the regular season because everyone's you know talking about playoff Rondo that's a different thing and I and I remember because watching the Lakers regular season last year when Rondo was on the team people were like Laker fans were like you know trade Rondo you know we don't want Rondo on our team in the regular season right and then playoffs come around and he's a completely different player I think he just kind of flips the switch really in the postseason which is exactly what we need because we have a lot of dudes that just do the opposite you know they flip the switch in the regular season then they just go MIA in the postseason I also think he's very tough mentally in the postseason right we have a lot of dudes going to call him out Paul George who are weak I think mentally that get in their own head very easily I want to say Paul George is, is probably the, the prime example, okay? They get in their heads postseason, you know, and it, and it looks – they look bad, okay? They're having rough scoring nights, turning the ball over post in the postseason. Rondo is the perfect guy to say, call a timeout, call Paul George out in the huddle, and Paul George gets right back on track. We don't – Lou Williams was not that guy, right? He's not going to call out Paul George in a, in a postseason game. Lou Williams was shooting 9% in the bubble. That's when I really think he he checked out big time when he went to – when he went to Magic City and he came back, he messed up the complete dynamic of the team. The chemistry was messed up. Uh, he had to quarantine, so he was out for a couple games. It messed up the rotations. It messed up everything. So when he selfishly went to Magic City, he messed up everything for the team, and I really don't think they recovered from that. Just rotation-wise, Lou Williams conditioning-wise was horrible. He was tired. He was not playing defense. He was not scoring the ball at all. He, I mean, that Nugget series, he shot like 9%. So I really think since then, he did not – recover from that and I think the front office was like okay we'll bring him back for for this season see how he does and I don't think he he played well enough for the front office to keep him especially after he messed up right in the bubble they were like okay we'll keep him but 
let's see how he plays in the first half of the season before the trade deadline. And he just didn't play consistent enough for them to keep him. And they knew that they need to go after a point guard. Lonzo was probably a target, and the Pelicans were like, no, we're not giving him away. Okay, move on from Lonzo. Rondo is a great guy. You know, Lonzo doesn't have that championship playoff experience. Rondo's that guy who you want in the game, in a close game, in a, in the playoffs, right? I, I don't think Lou Williams, you don't want him. I'm interested to see defensively how Rondo is. I feel like, again, this year he's just been completely checked out, like absolutely checked out because of, you know, he's he's like on a championship, like, hangover, okay? They won the championship, had a very short off season, and then he kind of just checked out, and he's been checked out. I also think he'd be a great, uh, great guy to, me- like, for mentoring the young dudes, like, Especially T-Man. I think T-Man and Lou Will had a special connection. But I also think playoff t- come playoff time, Rondo mentoring Terrence Mann will be special. I-, I really hope that this Rondo move pays off so it could quiet all the grown men who are crying about a player they don't know. A player who we're all grateful for, right? We're all grateful for him. We're all thankful for what he did. But at the end of the day, I don't think he fit with this team if their goal is to win a championship. You know, you got to bring in guys who have championship material and, you know, championship experience, and Rondo is that guy, okay? And, I mean, it's great. It's I was happy about it. You know, again, thank you, Lou. Hashtag thank you, Lou. But um, like I said, we need guys who are not weak mentally and have championship experience. Rondo's that guy. He also knows Ty Lue pretty well. They have a really good connection. And shout out to T-Man. I saw that he had, like, Rondo's rookie card. It was actually his rookie card. He was in college. The picture was him at Kentucky, Rondo, and that was dope. He had, like, the long-ass baggy shorts, long T-shirt under his jersey. His T-shirt was, like, bigger than his jersey. And um, that was dope to see that Terrence Mann still carries Rondo's rookie card in his uh, in his wallet. Like, that's a full circle type of moment where you're like, wow. Like, I'm in the league and I'm playing with a dude that I've had a rookie card with now, now for years. Like, that's just dope. So that's awesome to see. Um, I also hope that Kawhi and Rondo click, you know, because that would be a dangerous, dangerous duo, I believe, if the two of them can click. I would love to see, you know, down the stretch in, like, close games in the playoffs, who who is Ty Lue riding with? You know, is, is Lou going to ride with Patrick Beverly or Rondo in these tight games in the playoffs? Even, you know, towards the end of the regular season, who is Ty Lue rocking with? I don't know. We'll see. It will be interesting to see who Ty Lue rocks with. I also think Patrick Beverly's health is a big deal. You know, we can't rely on a dude in the playoffs who is constantly injured. And we never get any updates about it. You know, it's always just Ty Lue's like, I have no idea about when he'll be back. I find that so weird. I also thought it could have been maybe a cover-up that he was being traded and he was just staying in LA because he was being traded, but nope. So I wish that 
you know, Patrick Beverly could stay a little bit more healthy. It's been a constant issue. And the that's why I'm also glad they, they brought in Rondo because the Clippers cannot rely on a dude who's he's made out of porcelain. I'll say it. He's made out of porcelain. Maybe not his full body, but his knees are, are fully made out of porcelain. And you can't rely on a dude like that. And I know everyone's everyone looks at that photo where it's like the Clippers have the very best record with when Patrick Beverly plays and they had like a below 500 record when he doesn't play. I think you got to stop looking at that, especially, especially when they acquired Rondo. Like I think that graphic, you just got to throw out the window because it's just, you cannot rely on a dude that's always constantly injured, especially in playoffs. Like if he's injured in the playoffs, I feel like this season he'll probably They'll probably trade him. I'm guessing in the in the off season because that it's that at that point it's almost he's out more than he's he's playing, and you can't have dudes like that, especially on a championship team. So I'm actually someone that's pretty happy about the Rondo trade. Rondo's been a dude I've been watching since I was about eight eight years old, and I would watch the Celtics play. He was one of my favorite players. My sister and I have Rondo Celtics t-shirts. I may like tape up the Celtics part and write Clippers on the front. I I want to maybe get a Rondo Clippers t-shirt when they become available. I'm hoping that we can see him play maybe against the Sixers. That would be great. I would love that because, you know, Doc and Rondo go way back. And I want Rondo to go off against Doc and, and Doc's homecoming. Um, I'm also walking around LA trying to find Doc and give him a give him a piece of my mind, you know, I'll pay my respects and say thank you, but then give him a piece of my mind, you know, they're here till Saturday, so, you know, if you're in LA, you know, stay on the watch for Doc Rivers, he, he usually is in the West LA area, I've seen him multiple times in West LA, so we'll see what happens if I run into him, but I would love to see Rondo go off against Doc in Doc's homecoming to Staples Center, and Rondo's first game as a Clipper, man, I would just love to beat Doc, tomorrow that would just be so sweet I I would love that I feel like we just need to blow him out especially without Embiid it's a winnable game I would I hope Kawhi plays I think he was load managing against the Spurs it was pretty obvious like toe soreness like an hour before the game pretty obvious so I hope he plays against the Sixers I would love just to send Doc Rivers with a fat L like a blowout loss I would love that and Yes, but that's a big game. And then we have the Bucks. Okay, so we have like a nine-game homestand, I believe. And there's some tough games, right? It's like we're playing a lot of the Western Conference, like, powerhouses. We're playing, like, the Lakers, who stink. So not them. It's Phoenix, Blazers, Nuggets. Like, these are some tough games. It's, it's a nine-game homestand. I really – the Clippers, you know, want to – lock in that like three or two seed you gotta you gotta just dominate the homestand right because you know we don't want it coming down to the wire at the end if LeBron maybe comes back but I actually don't I think the Lakers are not going to win one game I mean watching them play is it's so sad I almost feel a bit bad for them but they they I don't think will play one they I don't think they'll win one game and their schedule is so tough I mean they're playing the Cavs I think tonight but still like they got some brutal games and they better be praying that LeBron is back in four weeks instead of six because they have the they have this like brutal uh east coast road trip and I don't see them winning one game it was like the Heat the Nets the Knicks 
like I think it was like the Celtics. Like they're not going to win one game on that road trip if the two of them are still out. So we'll see what happens with the standings. But I think the Clippers really need to just you know hammer in the, this nine game road. Uh, Sorry, this nine-game homestand because, again, we don't want to be sweating out the standings at the end. We want to lock in, you know, feel good come April and May. And we don't – I just don't want to be sweating over the standings. I feel like it's going to be close, but I don't want to, like – I don't want to be, like, a half game, you know, with someone when, when, like, I'm looking back at the schedule and being like, man, like, we could have won that game. It was a winnable game. We could have won it. So I think this homestand, great opportunity to just build more chemistry, especially with the new – with the new Rondo, you know, with Rondo coming in, it's a great time to build chemistry. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he has to offer. I always give players the benefit of the doubt, even if they've played horrible this se- this hor- horrible this season, because I think he's just been checked out, you know. He's back in L.A. What a savage move, too, to play for the Lakers, then come back and play for the Clippers. I cannot believe he's on the Clippers, really. Like, I saw that post from the Clippers, and I was like, he looks so weird in a Clippers jersey, but I love it. I think it was a good move, and like I said, I always give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? So probably give him the benefit of the doubt until the, till the end of the season, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I don't see, you know, I don't see a, a point in, like, trashing him now when he hasn't even played one minute with the Clippers. I just don't think it's fair to compare his performance with the Hawks to what he's going to do with the Clippers, okay? So to all those grown men who are crying about Lou Williams, it's sad, but let's get excited about Rondo and what he could potentially bring come May and June, okay? So thank you guys for listening. Be sure to click follow. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at Marks's Takes. Follow me on Twitter at Gracie Marks, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.